catchphrase of, you know, something, something probably, you know, PG, uh, I shouldn't say anything, anything racy or, or, you know, just, just, uh, bad. Um, I, I was thinking you could maybe say like, all right, I'm going to cut him off. Welcome to the show, everybody. YKS is here. We had a great idea in the voicemail. The execution, I felt, was lacking somewhat. I think, here's my advice, my advice to all vice mail. Jesus Christ. See, this is what happens. I fucking, I cut it off and it fucked me. I'm tripping down the cliff right now. I'm falling on my face tripping, and eating shit. Tripping down the cliff. Don't say it, but maybe that's my catchphrase. Maybe. Trib- I'm tribbing. Hey, everybody. Mike and JF Don't here. Okay, not that one. Uh, welcome to the show, Mike. What's your what's your catchphrase? What's your catchphrase going to be? And I think this is so spot on. We need catchphrases to put on t-shirts. I just I feel really strongly about this. Here's the thing about catchphrases, JF. Catchphrases are were usually used by sitcom characters when they came on screen. People were happy to see them. People uh, were overjoyed. People were they clapped. saying I was, I was saying that stuff's usually by by uh characters that people were happy to see i don't think anybody's happy to see me i don't think anybody's ever been like oh here's mike wonderful i think everybody's been like oh here's mike you know? all right there's a whole song with that as the premise what is this i don't it's just the fucking it's the whole it's your song yeah my catchphrase would be, I have a... <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. What's your catchphrase? Let's hear it. What is it? I want to hear your big catchphrase. You've been gassing me up about the whole time. Let's hear it. I have a headache. Okay. That's what my, that's what my catchphrase should be, because I have a headache right now. I had one that I was working on, um, and yours is great. Mine, I think, could be something like, uh, do you remember the song... I'll, you know, I'll just say the catchphrase. 
All my milkshakes bring the boys to the yard, but what about the sl- slushies? Or it's milkshake. No, hang on. It's my milkshakes. Hang on. Let me pull up the song. Do you want to? Do you want to stop the episode and redo the whole no, thing? Again? No, no, no. I think it's good. Hang on. Let me. How does it go? Milkshakes bring boys. Ugh. You know what? I'm not liking it now. Actually, that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. What is it? How does it go? Let's see. This is the official music video. It says here. Yeah, hope you're all happy now. Happy ending. All right, fine. You want a little something, something for the ride home? Here we go, official music video. Check these boots out for size. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can teach you what it has to charge. What the boys go crazy for? That's from the film Dodgeball, actually. Ben Stiller, Fat Man, My Milkshake, high quality, 720p. And I'll say on that, his name isn't even Fat Man in the... They just put Fat Man. It doesn't really have anything to do with the character. Um, And it auto-played at 480p, so right off the bat. Yeah. There's yeah. a discrepancy there between what they're uh, selling and what I'm buying. So Mike's got the thing about the headache. I've got something with... Uh, milkshake. Um, maybe I could do something like plug it in and turn it on. Jesus Christ. We'll come back to the catchphrase thing. Let's come back to the catchphrase. Thing. I'm like the mail. I'm never late. It. No idea. No idea. I could just, I could do one that's just like, it's just like, it's just the phrase like flash. Just the, just saying flash. Uh, the head of my penis hurts. Okay. It's red hot. It's glowing red hot. Hurts. Are all yours going to be about pain that you're going through? I have a lot of maladies. <laughs> I have a lot of ailments. Yeah. Well, that's something to work on the whole rest of the show. I'm, I'm actually feeling great, Mike. I'm in my PJs right now. Short for... That's Pajam- awesome. Pajamas. I'm in P- my pajamas. I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. What? And you, you, you saw me in these the other day. You called me out. Did I? Yeah. You said I looked. You said I looked bad. You said it was wrong. I did not say that. I did not say that. I don't remember I what you said. I don't remember what you said. I don't remember if it was you even actually. I wear my PJs in front of a lot of people. I don't know who's who's seen me in these things. It's been a lot of folks over the years. I'm really into these now. I'm got the long sleeve button up, right? Got the pants. Got some, what is that? Silk? What is that? I think it's one hundred percent cotton. But you know, you know it would be great. It would be a bamboo. One made out of bamboo. Right. Real cool, real real light, feeling real good. Swishy when I'm going through the hallways. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Remember that? People would walk around in those swishy What the fuck was that? What was that shit? There would be like the the you know the color of you know the colors that are on that cup from the nineties that special nineties cup. Mm-hmm. The hipster the not the hipster cup. What is it, the vaporwave type? Yeah, the special that that design the special that cup cup with the blue on it and the pink on it, and then people mm-hmm. would wear those jumpsuits that were swish from head to toe. In those what is colors, material? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I. I would have called it, I would have said parachute material. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Hmm. Vinyl. Not vinyl. It's something. (laughs) 
It's polyester, maybe. Is it polyester? polyester? I think maybe. of polyester as being like what's on a couch. And of course, I think of polyester as my roommate in college. She she had uh, multiple uh, romantic partners uh, simultaneously. So, yeah, it's polyester. I think is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, uh, one time, one time, polyester said, "I'm going to start a, a study group." Little did I know she, she was talking about studying. Yeah, the genitals of her partners. Uh, gen- yeah, or yeah, just sa- just having s- sexual pleasures. Sex. You know, but college was a long time ago. Now we're old. We're very old now. I'm in my pajamas. We're talking about swishy stuff. So it's pretty much all over. Um, Mike, why don't we give an update on an old Kickstarter? Do you remember the box lock home? The box lock home. Remember it? I can't stop thinking about it. No, I had to look it up. It's a uh, this is a thing where you uh, it's a smart padlock for protecting deliveries. It has like a little scanner on the bottom of it, you know. Yes. It it is sort of. I mean, when was this from? Let's look at this. This was from episode, and I didn't write down the episode number. Classic, just good shit from me. That's the good shit. Well, it was back in June of 2018. Right. So. What this product now has ventured into has changed into. It's gone from being the smart padlock into the smart box, and they've just become these massive, these, these self-contained units um, that are meant to go on your porch or to replace your the mailbox that hangs on your wall if you have one of those setups. And let us know what kind of mail setup you have. Uh, do you have <laughs> a shared mailbox? Do you have, you know, a single mailbox? You got one of the brick ones out on the street that I think you now can't, I think you can't have those anymore because people were crashing into them and dying. I'm not sure. Um, do you have, uh, what, what, do you have the little mail slot in the door that basically every house in the movies has where they can slide the mail through and then there's like a dog on the other side and he, he's like, woof, woof, you know, the big letter, the big letters here, the dog says. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the mail. The mail. The U.S. Postal Service is under attack. <laughs> yeah, the mail was cool when I was a kid, man. I was like, uh, I grew up on a farm, so we didn't have anybody that came out to see us, you know. So every time the mail came, it was like a huge fucking. What event. about when the vet came to check on you and make sure you were doing all right? <laughs> Look at my teeth and stuff. <laughs> I gotta get my hooves trimmed by that guy. <laughs> Sorry, it was yes. like always. A, it was always a cool thing because you you'd get like a, what catalogs. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, that was a cool time. Or letters, yeah. even you could get a letter at one point in time. Someone would send you a note. Yeah, and I guess correspondence. We, we've done that now with the PU box. That is a little bit of what that is. But as far as stuff coming to my house, I don't know what what kind of mail do you get. I get the. Um, Let's see, I get the, what I think it's called Homeowner's Magazine, where it's just like, you open up the, ma- it's it is, it's a catalog, like you said, except for every page is filled with like four slots for local businesses. So you can like flip through, and it'll be, it'll be something like, uh, the top of it is like $500 off your next uh, garage floor epoxy application. Uh, then below that, it'll be like, hey, come on down to, the one Mexican place in town you've never heard of for whatever reason, because there's 10 and you've been to nine and this is the last one and they bought the ad space <laughs> in this. 
magazine, and it's like one dollar and fifty cents off of a, a large nachos that you know you're not. What's that? You know, what's that one that thing? It's like um, coffee news or something like that. It was like the one sheet of yeah. What is that? What is that? We've ta- I think we talked about it before on the show, but like what, what is that? That's that is something that's, else. That's a funny little thing, huh? That is something else. Yeah. Um, there is definitely like a, there's the vacuum created when these local news outlets disappear or get bought up by Gannett or whatever. That definitely happens. And then you end up with homeowner magazine where it's like, buy customized stockings in time for Christmas with your whole family's name on and whatever the fuck's in those things. Um, that's weird. Then there's a I version of it that's, sorry, there's a version of it that gives cards as well, but it's the same exact idea. It's like concrete resurfacing you know, like all this other b- bullshit that I guess you, people do need, but it's just weird to have it show up at my house two times a week. You know, getting a lot of getting a lot of mail from the census guys leaving shit on my door. It's like if I wanted to talk to you guys, I'd come out. You know, but I don't. So keep knocking. I'm gonna be in here. The census people are long. knocking on your door and then leaving. Well, it's usually because it's because I'm like sleeping during the day, so they fucking like show up. Mm. Show, why don't you show up at 11 o'clock at night like a normal person would? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Instead of 9, well, 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, because then you'll be working. Oh, yeah, shit. Right? Just call Just call me, I guess, and we'll figure out a time. <laughs> I don't know. I and don't know. They just want to know if you live there and like what you look like and stuff? Is that basically... I fucking... I fucking thought it was a census guys today. I was like, I fell asleep. Finally, I've had a, I've had a cr- insane headache all day, and like I've there's I've this catchphrase. Yeah, oh, everybody's going crazy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so I thought it was like finally the fucking census people. They left like two things on my thing so i'm like i better go fucking talk to these people before they shoot me to death yeah and uh so i i I wake up you know i'm like get out of bed you know and i go to the door and it's my fucking neighbors again no fucking stupid bullshit man again bro what was it this time i know you've you've told me that the car alarm going off has been a frequent fixture in your life. It's like, so I, I lately I've been not been sleeping very well at all. So I'll go to bed at like, I'll go to bed at like uh, three, two or three o'clock in the morning and just like lay in bed and like not be able to get to sleep. And if I, then when I go to sleep, I'll sleep for like an hour and I'll wake up and I'm like, fuck, you know? That's all. And like, I can't get back to sleep. So I'll just fucking stay up. And like, yeah, like uh, I'll be laying in bed at like fucking six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, and their car alarm goes off every single morning, and it's so funny because I'm not sleeping, so I'll, I mean I wouldn't hear it anyway because I'm a deep sleeper. But yeah, everybody else in the neighborhood can I guess hear this, and they, they just hear it like every single morning. These guys' fucking car alarm going off. What's going on in your life that that happens every single morning? What is that? How do you know? How do you not know by now that the car alarm will go off if you do something and then stop that behavior from happening? How does that not happen? And it's not preceded by, like, Godzilla st- stomping down the street, right? It's not one of those it's things. Not, it's not like they're trying to get in their car and they're like, oh, I left the keys inside. Now the car alarm's going off. Right. I have to run inside. They're nowhere to be found. Yeah. Presumably inside their house, setting off a car alarm 
So they've got for, it on for some reason. It's on the key fob, and they're they're like reaching over to hit the alarm to turn it off, and they're slapping the key fob, and it's hitting the car alarm. I don't know what's going on, man. But it goes on for so long, and like then they finally shut. Oh, it are off, they not quick I... to turn it off? <laughs> not Do they not rush out off. every morning like their hair is on fire? <laughs> But they fucking came over, you know, knocking on the door. And I was like, oh, it's these census people. And then I fucking go to the door and they're like, oh, hey, can we? And I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I did not want this to happen. Do you think they saw your face fall when you recognized them? Well, I was like, bar- I was like barely, my eyes were like almost closed and shit. And I was like, they know that I sleep during the day. Yeah. Because I don't know. But just fucking idiots. I hate them so much. <laughs> But it was, need, it was nothing you could help with. I'm not going to say what it is because it's, it's highly embarrassing. They, they, they offer me money all the time. They offer me money all the time because <laughs> I'm not going to explain this shit. You're already laughing. <laughs> Fuck off. Look, I am entangled with these people, okay? Because we had like a guy who would like mow our lawn. Right. And like that guy... I don't know, died or something. I don't know what the fuck he did. So I called the, so the fucking lady neighbor came over to me and she's like crying. She's like, I don't know what we're going to do about this uh, lawn. What are we going to do? And I'm like, what are we going to do? What the fuck are you talking about, bro? (laughs) And uh, first off, she's like two feet away from me, like right, right up in my fucking, (laughs) and I have the door cracked, right? Right. Hopefully to try and say like, to try and like. You're signaling that you hope, appreciate hope, yeah, some yeah, distance. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe take a step back. Yeah, but um, what are we gonna do about this? What are we gonna do about this lawn? Oh, they gonna evict me or something? I'm like, they're not gonna fucking evict you because you didn't mow your lawn for like a little while, you idiot. Yeah. So like, also you're I'm parked like, in it, so they're not gonna. Yeah. Oh, that's the fucking other thing. <laughs> These guys stopped parking. In, they stopped parking in the driveway. Started parking in their front lawn, and now their car alarm goes off every single morning, and I can see it on their front lawn. The car is just blinking and it's loud, and every single morning, and it's like, fuck, man, what the fuck is going on? But. So I, I found a guy, like a landscaper guy to do, to cut the grass, you know, because it? it's like 40 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, so they keep trying to get me money because like they, they want their grass cut too. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got it. I see. You know, I don't, I don't want to take your fucking nasty dollar bills that you've coughed all over or something. Right. And you don't have like Venmo or something or anything like that. I don't. And it's it's a nice thing to do anyway. I'm not going to like... What kind of fucking asshole would I be being like, hey, it's that time of the month and I didn't get the money from you. Yeah. Now I'm like a landlord guy. I don't want to be a landlord guy. Well, I do think... I think maybe asking someone for the money that, that they do owe you when it's a small amount like that that they just forgot... I can't do it. ...is maybe <laughs> within the bounds of what people would consider polite as, like, a neighbor or friend. Yeah, I think that's probably... Uh, I think that is actually acceptable, but I understand that it's an awkward thing to broach. It's awkward, man. It's awkward, because now I'm, like, on the hook now for these guys' lawn and shit. She You're on the like, hook for them for 20 a week or for 40 a week? I don't know how much it is. It's whatever it is. I gotta look at my receipts. It's 160 a week. What? Just for them. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus <Okay>. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like nothing. It's negligible, okay. right? To me. It's so, like, but it's like it's, like it's a, a lot McDonald's more money. Order. Yeah, I get it. It's a lot more money to them than it is to me. So that's how I justify. I just I think right? if you're if you're laying out 200 bucks a month during the summer no, for them to get their yard cut, no. I think this is something you should address with them. <laughs> Maybe even before the car alarm situation. Yeah. No, no, it's not that much at all. It's um I don't know how much it is. You but, can, but you got it. She came over and she was like trying to give me like some cash money with her husband there. They come they always like travel in a pack. Both those two. Like, oh, they always do shit together. Like, yeah. They came over, I guess, when they got their car towed or something like that. Impounded or something. No, they got in a car accident. Right. Their car got destroyed. And that's why they had to get a new car. But for a while, they were coming over here to try and. They were, they were like, we need to get a lift to go to like the store to go to the. And we need to go to the bank and we need to go here and here. I'm like, this between you and the lift guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do about it. So she's like, can you show me how to order a lift? So she gives me her fucking phone. Right. And, um. Boy, how do you like touching somebody else's phone? Yeah, That's fun, man. Huh? Not good, you know? Not, like, this whole situation, not good. Yeah, I don't want to be involved it's, with uh, any of it. It gives me kind of, yeah, a bad, I don't, I don't like it. So it's like. Just stay in your house, and I'll stay in my house. Right. That's, that's the relationship we'll have. You'll know there's a guy over here, but you won't. Sure. You'll just know I'm over here. Maybe okay. you could rig up something where you have, like, a tin can in each house and a string, and then just if they need you, they can, like, having kids in a treehouse overnight, they can just, like, pick up and say, yeah. are you yeah. there or over? And you can kind of do that with them. Walkie-talkies. Pop them some popcorn yeah. and send it over there every now and then, just making sure they got something to eat. I'm not, a. I'm not like, a. I don't know. I don't do well in these situations. <laughs> no, you don't. But you, you don't, um, and, and yet you find yourself in them almost constantly. That's what's so interesting about it. Yeah, yeah, it's awkward, man. Because I'll, I'll, it, this is like a normal situation for anybody else, but for me, it's like a fucking Larry David ass situation that, that I, I'm in every single time. That's so. right. Yes, you live a sitcom life. But it's not funny. <laughs> but, it is. I think but, most people are enjoying it. Yeah, I think it is actually pretty like, funny. She gave me. She handed me her phone, which is gross, anyway, to do. And I I opened up uh, the phone or whatever, and I had to hand it back to her to put in the fucking pin code. I mean, just yeah. Figure it out, right? Okay, and then then I'll come in on the fucking thing. But she hands me her phone and the first thing I see is like a, a web page that says like living with uh, hepatitis B or something like that and I'm like what the fuck dude you gotta at least I don't close even know, it out yeah I don't even know what that is bro yeah am I infected now <laughs> I don't know but I was like well that's not good for anyone to see so I'm like I'm like uh, making your neighbors <laughs> sign a fucking HIPAA document before you look <laughs> at their phone <laughs> I have like I'm, I'm like I have the phone. I'm like, all right, we got to do this. We got to order them a lift so they'll get the fuck out of my hair. And then it's on the lift person. It's their responsibility. You want to go to like seven different places. That's oh, something you got to discuss with them. The questions they're getting when they get in the car. I know, dude. I know. And it's like a lift guy, and like <laughs> there's the mask mandate and stuff. And the, oh, the, the I know that these people aren't wearing masks and right. stuff. So it's like. There's going to be a conflict between the lift guy and these guys over the man. And I'm like, I'm not. You're just helpless. I'm going, I'm going to fucking sleep. You yeah. Know? So I, or, I order a fucking lift and they get out of my hair. So um, that was that. Somebody but, else's problem. It's wild, man. That is wild. Wow. 
You gotta get them. You gotta get a broom and start shooing them away and stuff. And I have to. Up. I have to move to the moon. Yeah, I think you. I think I believe you have opened up a Ringu type situation here, where you've somehow you have become entangled with them, and they are going to follow you wherever you go until you're dead. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the fucking Hellraiser box, the Lament config. Like the, yeah. I, I can't. I can't get rid of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hey! You and your next place. Think of the fucking yeah, the <laughs> fucking redneck Cinnabite. Just these guys. Like, oh, we saw you moved. <laughs> we fo- we followed you. What are we gonna do about this yard? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, well, speaking of stuff that's on your porch, Mike, with a box lock home. No longer is it a or or back then in 2018, I guess I should say it was this smart lock device. Now it's just a big box on your porch. I actually think the smart lock makes a little more sense than the gigantic box just because it can go on anything. You can build a box out of wood. You can secure it in different places. All you need is like a standard, you know, like a a latch system. and And this will be applicable to your situation. There are a few problems with it, however. Um... As a reminder, the way it worked was the box lock would go uh, over whichever latch you had for your packages, and then when you get your 20 boxes a day of bullshit from Amazon and um, Wish.com and all the stuff that's going to go straight in the trash, the person who is tasked with dropping your shit off in the 100-degree heat uh, comes up onto your porch, um, prays that there's no one there with a gun ready to blow their heads off as they walk onto the lawn, and they grab the (laughs) box lock, and they use it to scan the label on the package. Um, It reads the label, and then I I think what it does is matches it on the back end to either your address information or an order that has been entered into once you link up your accounts via post office and FedEx, UPS, DHL, whatever, and and grants them access, then they open it, put the package in the container, and then lock the smart lock back. Otherwise, of course, the purpose is completely defeated. Um, They did make the goal, 54 grand of 50, or of 20K. They had 50 when we talked about it. And now you can buy it on Amazon. So, sort of a recursive thing there. This is going to, I mean, what do you do? You get the box locks from Amazon... And you got nowhere to it just. What if it gets stolen off your porch? Then you're back at square yeah. one. Yeah. You know, God. Um, <laughs> it is. It is running about 130 bucks. So they hit the MSRP, which is. You know what? I give them credit because. Normally, this stuff ends up on Amazon, and it's like half the price of what they said the MSRP would be. Right. 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 So, so they at least did that. You know, you got to give them credit for that. Um, but if you do check out the reviews, it's running about three and a half stars right now. Here's a, here's a sample. This is from the question and answer page on Amazon, which is always a fun read. You know, if you want to see what somebody's grandparents thought about the gift that they got yeah. and then sent and never touched at any point. Um, question, this seems like a great idea, but delivery people flat out refuse to use it, even with a sign uh, with instructions. How do I get them to use it? Answer, and this is fun. I created a let my carriers know form and waited about a month with no joy. The delivery people either don't know what it is or refuse to use it. Plus, the scanner is very difficult to use. I don't blame the poor delivery person with 275 deliveries that day for not wanting to fiddle with the lock just to get the scanner to work. The lock can even refuse to lock if not done exactly right. This device is too finicky. That's interesting. 
Um, and then right underneath that, it says, question, would a UPS, USPS, FedEx, or Amazon driver know what this is? Okay. So right along with that one, uh, this is the answer. I've been working uh, as a delivery driver for Amazon for about a year now. Although this is a great idea, I personally wouldn't give two thoughts about it. Simple instructions like place box and bin and close, I would do. Takes only a few seconds, but spending time scanning extra and trying to figure out this device would eat up a lot of time. We deliver 250 to 300 packages a day, roughly 200 stops spread out. That's about 20 to 30 stops per hour, depending on the weather. We can't afford to spend more than 30 seconds to a minute per stop. So there's the math right there on why this is uh, fucking stupid. And if they had asked anybody, they would have found out immediately, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the product's already made. So what are you, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I (laughs) guess I got to use it. I guess I do still have to use it. Although if you go back onto the Kickstarter page, there are some comments there as well. Brian says, has anyone had any success with the lock scanning consistently? I have yet to have a carrier successfully scan a package to unlock my delivery box, and my packages are showing up on the app. I physically watched the package scan attempts, and I know the right barcodes are being scanned, and it has never worked. So I guess it would have been too easy to defeat from a security perspective if just any label worked. They have to, and they do have to connect it with an existing order. But I'm, I, I guess. This would be a question for their dev team, Mike. I don't know if you've got their email in front of you, but I wonder if maybe it would work to just have a label that that did register to that address. Would that maybe be easier than trying to find it in a database of orders that may or may, may not be refreshed? You know what I mean? Whatever. Okay, sorry. I was act- I'm, I apologize. I was trying to have a conversation. I can see that you're trying to help the people. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I've already sentenced them to death. I'm thinking head, about so. the product. I know that delivery drivers will never use it. I know that it being in the bright sun means that it won't hit the fucking scanner. If you've ever seen a delivery driver try to drop something off with their scanner, they're like covering it up with their elbow so it won't, you know, so you can actually read the barcode yeah. and that kind of shit. I mean, yeah. so you know that's a problem. I just think it adds an extra level of complexity that it actually has to be an order that is coming to your address as verified by like the big four delivery services. That just seems like, you know, if it doesn't, if they're what, I don't know. I'm too stupid to talk about this shit. If their API key expires, does that, is that a phrase that makes sense in this context? Not, not really. Kind of. Not really. That just, kind, that, yeah. Fuck you. That kind of kinda does. That kind of does. I was talking to somebody <laughs> smart. Anyway. Um, so several of the people on there saying that, uh, delivery drivers are not going to put up with this. Um, and it's dumb. So that's too bad, but they made a bunch of money. So being dumb and making a lot of money is actually, uh, pretty cool. cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Actually kind of cool. So not bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with more YKS in just a minute. Mike, sponsoring the show this week, we've got MyBookie. Winning seasons are back at MyBookie. And what is a winning season after all, Mike? A winning season means doubling your first deposit, JF. Yeah. I don't know. Winning season. I wish, I, wish my, I wish my bank would do that. Yeah. I guess they won't, probably. They probably won't um, do that. Maybe they will after they hear this ad, though. Winning seasons? Oh, that means you've got Survivor. You've got your super contests. 
and squares. I've actually, uh, I've looked at the super contest before, and I've said, oh, I'd like to do a super contest. Uh, it's where you, 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 you make a bet up front. I'm telling you, that everyone else who's listening to this knows. Yeah. You make a bet up front. You say, I'm going to go the whole season. I'm going to guess all these games. Which ones am I going to get right at the end of the, the season? Hey, who even cares if you won? Because you had a great time watching some absolutely awesome NFL action on basically any channel you could even flick on these days, right? I think he's only on NBC these days. <laughs> okay. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, way up in the sky, watching your team trounce their rivals, okay? So rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season, as I do every year, but this year we're doing it with my bookie. So invest in your intuition, okay? Use promo code YKS and double that first deposit. Very simple math. Ten bucks, what does that equal, Mike? That's ten one-dollar bills, Jav. Are you asking me... What are you asking me? Now you... I'm asking you to double it. Double $10. Oh, Can you do yeah, that? 20 bucks. New players get up okay. to what? What are you talking about? You're right. I just wanted to see if you... Can you do another one? Just to prove that you know what you're doing. Can you double $12? <sighs> Jesus. Can you, can you give me a round number? I don't okay. do good Can with... you double... Okay. We'll come back to this. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Now, that's designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet good luck... I feel like my tank is on full, but I guess they've got this free play now, so we'll see. From live betting to championship futures, those are fun. Every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Even Mike could do it. Mike, quick, what's? Uh, can you double 16? Again, I'm going to need a round numbers. 10, 20, 30. Hey, I just, okay. I just doubled those, tripled those. Holy shit. Okay, well, they're not doing a triple offer. It's it's double for now, okay. which is still pretty good, okay? Just because you can't do the math doesn't mean it's still not a good offer, okay? Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. That's my favorite part. Use promo code YKS and double your first deposit. So, for instance, Mike, if you wanted to double, say, uh, $275, what would that be? Oh, my God. 200 times 2, 400, and then you got the 275s. Okay. Nothing. I'm going to need a okay. scrap paper. Okay. Let my bookie do the work for you. Use promo code YKS. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Welcome to the Six Pack. Mike and JF are going to run you through these six Kickstarters. Uh, and here's one of my new catchphrases. Oh, hey. No, I don't like that one. No. I don't like that. Do you see my, you see my face at that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't like I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Uh, how about, uh, well, let's get out a ruler and see if this measures up. Go F yourself. No, I think name it's of this a good one. Oh. It's a card game for ages 18 and up that combines collecting sets, explicit images, and having a having good laugh when playing with your mates. All the things you could ever want. It's a simple card game with the main objective being to collect the most sets of four cards as possible. 
take taking turns to ask another player for a card in their hand. Go fish. Right? This does seem <laughs> remarkably similar to Go Fish to me, as I remember the game. Each player gets five cards. The dealer starts by asking another player for a specific card. Here's the here's what's in the dealer's hand. A dildo, a cock, saggy tits, a camel toe, and I guess saggy tits again. Couldn't think of another couldn't think of a second well, one. Well, if that. it's go fish, you do want a match. Yeah. And what better to not... match with than some saggy tits? That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> you okay. cannot as for a card you do not have, example, crabs. Right. The cramp the crabs card. Okay. So you would say, Do you have saggy tits? And the other person would say yes. You could see how funny this would be funny for like a if the player has uh, any of the card in question, they must hand over all of the set they have, all the matching cards they have. The dealer then gets to ask another player for another card. It can be the same set or another set. Uh, do you have saggy tits? If the guy doesn't have any, he'll say, go fuck yourself. Which right. is kind of like, go fish. Similar, yeah, Possibly. I guess it is. And saggy so tits next- is like... Uh- like what's the fish? What's the fish with the biggest tits? Yeah, in the ocean. Hmm. Okay, this hmm. could be funny if we nail this. This could be really funny. Ah, <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, I'm frantically googling fish, fish. breasts. <laughs> is it like? Could it be like? The only thing I'm thinking of is like angelfish, but angels don't have tits. I don't think. Right, some of them, some of them might do. Do you think they're all asexual? All these angels up there, you know, or do you think they're all fucking up there? Do I think angels are having intercourse? Well, look, I think. Well, look. <laughs> Excellent question. I'm glad you brought this up. I was gonna say, you know, we've talked about heaven in the past and how you do have a mansion, mm-hmm. or you have a room mm-hmm. in the mansion of God's house, depending on what hymn you're listening to, but. I do wonder, I mean, a lot of mansions are mainly used as porno sets. Like, if you see a lot of these mansions that have, yeah. like, the spiral staircase and the, the tile floor, you know, the marble kitchen, there's, like, a weird piece of art in there, there's, like, a veranda and a pool and stuff, a lot of those are just houses for fucking, and just, like... Yeah, they built them specifically out in, like, uh, California for... It's like a tax break. There's a whole neighborhood where it's just all houses that they just go fuck in. And they have like that. This is the this is the Fourier where you can have some yeah. you can have like a big orgy in here if you want. Right. Um this is the this is the just off the this is like kind of an entryway. Mm-hmm. You could suck and fuck in here if you want to. I mean there's so this place has a huge floor plan. And You're if you love it. If you bring that um that really uh, standard porno uh, black tufted leather couch that looks like it reclines but not in a very comfortable way. If you bring that in here into this sunken living room area, you can you can do the ahagal face on somebody's junk, and I don't know what it is, but I do see it all the time. <laughs> Obviously, it's something that people like, but you can do something online. You can yeah. do that face where it's like ah uh, or whatever on like a oh, hard. I arm. wish I wish the listeners could have seen that face. That you know, so, it, it's like they when, probably would have got so horny seeing that face. Well, somebody's getting horny off of it. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> liking they, that. The the Hiago. Uh, uh, I don't I truly don't, don't know. An, anime guys. I'm gonna look know? it. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, go ahead and explain the, the next game, component of this game. I think you're gonna have fun explaining it. 
Yeah, I saw this too. The game ends when all the sets have been collected. Uh, there's a wild card also, JF. It's the Closet Gay card. The Closet Gay is a set of two cards, and it's worth two sets in the final tally-up. No no real explanation on Closet Gay or why that's... Uh, why that would be anything. Why that's even in the game. Yeah. Luke Smith and Kaylee Greenland of uh, Sydney... The thought that that would be really funny, so they added that in there. It's Australians, dude. We've talked about this. Australians have something else going on, and I respect them and I love them. Um, but uh, okay, and I the the thing I was said earlier is it's just actually a pure porno thing. It doesn't even have any. Oh my god! Here's one gal with a freaking knife in her mouth. Get that out of there. That's not supposed to be. Mm-mm. Good Cut lord. Yourself. Wow, this is uh, really ah uh, ahigo ahi ahigai oh boy face. you can really see how the internet would mess you up, right? If you were if this is just if this just beamed into yeah. your head all the time, yeah. Good. There's some fucking Crazy. there's some fucking there's some fucking lady who does I saw I saw on like um on Twitter I forget who it was but like she was like. She does like those baby voice videos. Do you see that shit? Oh uh, yeah. I'll see one every once in a while. It's like, and she did like, and that. God damn! I just want to like shoot my monitor whenever that shit pops <laughs> up. It's disgusting, dude. I I can't make heads or tails of it. We've aged out. Look, we've aged out. That's what the deal is. We had we had what we considered to be countercultural porno when we were growing up. Bang bus. Yeah. Uh, Milf hunter. Yeah, that's what we. Yeah. Hey. That's what we grew up with. <laughs> that's and we liked it. That's that's our crew, okay? <laughs> Captain Stabbing. Let's go. Uh, a lot of those guys were really bad though, you know. Okay. So. I'm not I wasn't I wasn't standing Captain Stabbing. I was just saying I from my youth, you know, I thought that was cool. And now they've moved on to other stuff. Like if you sat down a person of legal age right now, and showed them, because that's when I started looking at porno. <laughs> if you sat down someone who had just turned 18 the day before and said, well, it's time to look at your first porno, I trust. Mm. You got your you got your uh, genitals out? Do you have your, uh, <laughs> your creams and uh, you have your towels? You have your creams and towels? And here's what I'd like to show you. Uh, this is the bang bus. Um, so as you can see here... They're, the premise is sort of that someone is uh, walking along the street and their uh, their windows rolled down and they kind of say, hey, do you need a ride? And of course, you know, yeah, they could take a lift, um, but the bang bus is right here. It does, It's not like it says bang bus, um, but then you they kind of go in and then, um, you know, I guess some money exchanges hands or whatever, and then they sort of have some sex and then... You look over in the the again the person of legal age to whom you're showing this uh, pornography for the first time has like made an imprint in the shape of their body like out of the wall in the wall yeah just to because they're like I can't this is nothing to me this is like watching Roseanne this isn't this even is this isn't even a, a TikTok right it's probably what they're saying they're they're hoping that it's a TikTok actually and that man that reminds me I I I wanted to go over this with you because when I saw this when I saw this. I was like, this is Mike. Um, and I wanted to, I don't know if you uh, had any thoughts on this. Okay, let me run this by you. Oh, yeah, dude. I saw this like, I saw this yesterday and I was like, 
What the fuck, bro? So what the fuck? Grandpa Conan, tell us again what crowds were. Why the year was 2019. This was pre-Civil War II. President TikTok hadn't even been born yet. Dot dot dot. And there are the the tail ends for now. But President TikTok. I I remember seeing that in uh. I was. This is from Conan O'Brien, the funniest fucking guy on the the masturbating bear guy. Yeah. This is the guy who came up with the bear that's masturbating. Yeah. Insane. President TikTok, dude. Yeah, this guy says, uh, you seem to be telling the future. You were like, just <laughs> are you a writer for The Simpsons? That's very funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, President, Pres- TikTok. President TikTok. That's so funny, man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Anyway, saggy tits. Um, that's pretty uh, funny as well to play this game. I'll simply play just normal Go Fish, I think. I'll have like sevens or eights you could really have anything nines you could even have um 10 uh so that's what i'll do i'll just probably just do through, that yeah i'll probably just do jacking that. off at the same time now uh, okay that's what i had oh i forgot to say how much it got who yeah. cares well who it, cares 52 dollars of 58.93 that's what it has right now in terms of u.s dollars for Australian dollars, you'll have to do the calculation yourself. Uh, time the market. It's 1059, uh, August 30th. Uh, so go ahead and make sure that you've got that correct. Did the calculation. It's $71 pledged of $8,000 Australian. Awesome work, Mike. That's why you are the man. I guess I'll I do wish one. I, had, I wish I had like a sound. Why don't you do a fucking catchphrase after that? I just said you're the man, Mike. So now hit him with your catchphrase. That so it's well, that was good. You're the man, Mike. That could be yours. I don't want it to. I don't know why it has to relate to you. You're could, the man, Mike. I Mike could, rocks. That's another one that's good. You want me to say Mike rocks as my catchphrase? Why doesn't Mike rocks? Why isn't that yours? Mine's Jesse rocks. Jesse rules. Why would I say it? Okay. What do you got? I got one, Mike. That is called Sample It. Sample it. Sample it. Oh, boy. This this used to be a fun thing to do back in the, back in the before times. This is my new style of comedy. Back in the before times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my new thing I'm before, doing. Before President TikTok. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. This is what you could do. You could go into Sam's Club. We have Sam's Club here. I know other places have Costco, but in Sam's Club here, you used to go around to the samples, and there would be people there. This is, of course, I think only if you go on Sunday, uh, and going on Sunday to Sam's Club or any other grocery store is uh, pure pain, even for someone like me who loves the grocery store. You just cannot find yourself in there on a fucking Sunday. Bro, I was trying to go to the thrift store yesterday. I was going to go. I was. I got up. I got up. I actually fucking got up. Yeah. I didn't sleep, but I got up and I got around. I got some coffee in me. I got some B12 in me. I got, I took my daily vitamin. I was like, this is going to be a good fucking day. And I started to feel it. I started to feel the energy and you know, I'm, I'm out in the car, you know, and I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm driving to the fucking antique store. Packed, packed. Antique stores packed. Whole parking lot. And now I'm like pulling into the parking lot. And now I'm one of these assholes who's driving into the parking lot only to try and find a way out of the parking lot. Oh, boy. Because I'm like behind four other people who had the same idea, (laughs) but who came to the antique store. That's no good. 
But yeah, it's just fucking super packed. And I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit. I don't even want to. Why did I even leave the house? You know, just give up immediately because the one place I wanted to go was didn't pan out. Were you looking for anything in particular or you were just browsing because you were out? I was just browsing. I thought that would be a good uh I thought that would be a good little thing to go out and go to the go to the antique mall, you know. I, I think we got that cool antique mall here. Yeah. Which is closing by the way. What? I don't know if you know that. No, which yeah. one were you going to? Eighth Avenue. Oh damn. Closing down. Yeah, they they got a big four lease sign on the building, so <laughs> they're out of business. Wow. That place is cool, man. They got cool old furniture, they got cool shit. Bunch of what, little uh those baseball hats that you put like ice cream in or something, like <laughs> yeah, a big, big Ziploc bag of dirty. Mostly those plastic face. <laughs> mostly those, yeah. Same team as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, that stinks, huh? I bet that has. I bet this has hit like little shops like that, pretty like little yeah. downtown cutesy downtown areas. I bet that has fucked all that shit up, hasn't it? Not just restaurants, but like what trinket trinket shops? I don't know. Are people buying trinkets right now? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying any trinkets. I'm, I'm wise. I'm not I'm buying any goo gaws. I'm not buying any doodads. No doodads. No tchotchkes. No. No knickknacks. Oh my god. Yeah. Just the nor just bread and stuff. Um, but you used to go to Sam's Club and they would have like a little. I guess what they would have there is that of course did they hire out an independent contracting company who brings in these people and what they do is is they cook like a they cook like a Sam's Club pop tart in a toaster and then they cut it up into these tiny pieces and then put the tiny pieces of of pop tart inside a little plastic cup on a napkin and then if you walk by they'll say hey do you want to try the new Sam's Club pop tart rip off it's blueberry strawberry flavor and they hand you the cup with the tiny bite in there and the fork and the napkin and you go And then you throw everything in the garbage and you say thanks. And then you don't buy. Why would you fucking buy that? You're not going to buy that, you know? Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. Family guy gag about that guy keeps going back. And... Yeah. That's a funny show. Okay. Just saw that for the first time. You just saw Family Guy for the first time? That is a funny show. Really? You expect me to believe that? This app lets you try before you buy at any store. Now that's interesting. So instead of just being at Sam's Club, you could be doing the little uh, that bit anywhere you could possibly want to go. You could be doing you could be doing it at the meatball store. You could be doing it at the water factory. You could be doing it at. That's a fucking harebrained ass idea. If I ever saw one, you're out to eat one day with the family, walking in and out of different stores looking for a quick bite to eat. Everyone is tired and a bit hangry at this point, so at the fifth store or so, you decide to settle with whatever store you're in at the moment. Why don't you call it a restaurant, stupid ass? Very weird. Menu, I, I don't know. Menu in hand, you glaze over the extensive list and order the same, and at the same time, you're shuffling your way through the line leading to that faded order. When it comes time for you to order, you still have no idea what to get. And not wanting to hold up the line, you you spit out a random. I, I mean, I've done this before, so I can't. You have done this before, kind of, but it, but this guy's treating it like a fucking constitutional crisis that you've yeah, had to. He is. Okay, I'm at the burrito place. Never been here before. I buy oh, myself a little bit of time oh, by asking no, 
the person at the register, hey, I've never been here before. Uh, can you just tell me, like, what do I do? Do I just customize, like, a bowl or whatever? And they go, oh, yeah, basically you can just choose your protein here. And then your top, and the whole time I'm, like, scanning visually, like, what do I want? How spicy do I want to get this? You know, do I want to yeah. have an upset tummy? Blah, blah, blah. Just going through all this stuff in my mind. And then you just fucking say something. And is it good? No. Who cares? Move on. Yeah, it's fucking food in your belly, you fat <laughs> dickhead. Who gives a shit? Tomorrow you're going to eat something else. Yeah, is this, is, um, is this are deal. you under the impression this is the last thing you'll ever eat? <laughs> what is this? What is this attitude where everything has to be good? Some stuff is going to be bad. Even if you order the right thing, it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? I don't... 20, 20 minutes tick by and you finally receive your food. You take the first bite. 20 minutes also? Down what is that? The ne- what, what's the 20 minute thing? Yeah. I mean, what is this? What does that so have to do order, with this? You take the first bite and pass it down to the next person. No, this is I don't. What this is. No, nobody ever does that. The food goes around one time and one time only. Everyone's disappointed with the food. No one wants to take a second bite, and your stomachs are still empty. This is not a problem anyone's ever had. What is this scenario? No one wants to take a second bite because all of their saliva is on the fucking... What were you eating? They say, this is, this is the issue I faced almost every time I went out, and ultimately is the inspiration for this app. What? I, f- I found time and time again I wanted to sample the food I bought before shoveling out my hard-earned cash. I wish that when you went out, it was like when we shop at Costco. Right. You get a sample first, and if you like what you had, you can pull the item off the shelf right then and there. And if you end up not liking it, you can just keep moving with no awkwardness or guilt. So, so, so stupid. that's cockamamie. If you want to order stuff at a restaurant and try it, and if you don't like it, you can just tell them, hey, this is not for me. Can I just get something else? Yeah. Th- that's it. Now, have I ever and done that? Let you do no, it. I've, no, I've never done that. Will I ever do that? Absolutely. Absolutely not. No, never. Never in a million years. But some people could if they wanted to do that. Yeah, if you're a big enough fucking asshole, you can do it. I mean, they've asked you, you know, I went to this uh, I went to this ramen place down on uh, down by Broadway downtown uh, mm. probably a year or something ago, and it was absolutely fucking dog shit. Yeah. It sucked. Fucking ass. And I was like, I didn't eat any of it, and the fucking waitress knew it, and she was like, oh, dude, you didn't like that? I can take that off the bill. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. I felt guilty for saying that, but like... They'll they'll fucking take it off the bill so you don't have to pay for it or they'll get you something else. Yeah. Don't be a fucking toddler about it. That's not I'm pretty sure I mean I have I've watched a lot of bar rescue lately, but I do know for a fact that the employees in a restaurant are not worried about uh whether cost they don't care about that they will throw it in the garbage whether you eat it or not it's the plate is going to hit the bottom or the side of the trash can when you leave it makes no difference whether there's a certain amount of food in it or not so get what you want you don't have to have and also look there's so many problems with this and i'll tell you the mechanism of how it works in just a second but the idea that this could work for essentially i mean almost any food is is completely ignorant of how restaurants work in general the only thing i could see this working for is like a pizza place where there is sort of a level of permissibility of having like the pizza sitting there under a hot lamp everything else is going to be and and even then that's really only in new york isn't it most places anywhere else are not going to have like the pizza just sitting there 
Yeah, a lot of places don't do slices because it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't work. I, I worked at a pizza place in Charleston. We did slices, but not a lot of places do slices because it's just they don't have a lot of foot traffic. So that's what gonna, it is. It's walk-in traffic. Know? They come in and they eat it while standing up, and then they walk away. Right? I mean, it's not. It doesn't make any sense economically to do that. Or like the other one, I guess, is like hot dogs at Seven Eleven. The thing that we all make fun of for being gross. Yeah. Otherwise, there's not food just sitting there. So, and like even the restaurants that roll out those desserts on the dessert tray, those are fucking fake. <laughs> so I don't, this weird idea, I guess if in like a big city they would do this, but like, the, yeah, it's not going to, but there's a lot of fucking work that went into this. I mean, he's got like mock-ups and shit and like. This is actually professionally done in certain aspects. Yeah. Just the idea, the man. idea is so far off. What's in it for me? It says here. You're a store owner and you're reading this. You must be thinking, how would I benefit from this? Well, don't worry. We've thought about you too. Uh, so you might be thinking I give out samples or not, but I don't have lines out the door like other stores do. How do I increase my foot traffic? Well, just by joining, you increase your exposure through free publicity on the app. Okay, that's bogus. Once you've been registered, you show up on the user's map and community recommendations, therefore putting you on people's radars who would otherwise not have known you. And the best part, joining, joining Samplet as a store is 100% free. It should be. There's no benefit, so why would you pay for it? There is no membership fee whatsoever, only a small, non-binding royalty fee when customers come in to buy. So uh, they pick something on the map, uh, they walk in, they have a sample, then they scan a QR code, um, or... You the the customer scans the store attendance device, so they've got a phone or iPad with the QR code on it. Um, and then yeah, you, man. Then you can post uh, if you're a store, you post your samples for the day. Um, and then why would your customer? Why are the why are the customers scanning? Not really sure. Uh, twenty three thousand five hundred is what they want. Um, I guess users are paying for this. That's the other thing. Is you know what? It would never work, even if it were completely free to both the user and the restaurant. But the idea that you would be paying for this as a consumer, $10 a month gets you one month of sample at backers membership. Um, I can't. I just, you know, as somebody, as somebody who makes a living offering premium subscription content, to users, I guess I don't want to go too hard on this point, <laughs> but HBO Max is like $8, right? Yeah. And signing up for Sam's Club samples at like a hot dog store is $10. I just, I don't know if that, I don't know if people are making that connection between what they're buying and what they're paying for it. But when it comes to free samples, the, the whole thing about free samples is they should be free, right? Yeah, so this dude's trying to charge for free samples. This is my big stump speech. I thought free <laughs> samples were free. <laughs> One dollar pledge of twenty three point five thousand. One backer, twenty five days to go. Don't get it. Even as a guy who loves samples, I don't get it. So, Mike, hit me with another one. Uh, it's the Trump twenty twenty. Uh. No, you're excited already. It's the tw Trump 2020 dongs portrait. Trump's portrait made with uh, 2020 metal dildos. This is an art installation by hey, I Stephen. I thought I was missing a few of my uh, adult. Stephen uh, Manka. 
I love how I love how you're patting your. Wait a minute. Yeah, I love Did how I, you're uh, patting your. I thought I had my excellent uh, physical comedy. <laughs> I love it. Support the fabrication of a Trump portrait made of 2020 metal dildos. We are raising funds to transform a temporary studio installation into a permanent sculpture intended for a public public tour along the way to election. I'm Stephen Manka, a public artist from Cleveland, Ohio. I purchased over 3,000 pounds of weird metal dildos destined for meltdown. Read more backstory down below. So, what do you do with so many dicks? A portrait of Trump with 2020 metal dildos. Uh-huh. Okay. Why? Um, what do you mean, why? Why would to you... Kind of make a, to kind of make a statement, Jeff. Yeah. So, I just kind of... The, the thing that's... The thing that sticks out to me is, like, these were going to be recycled. And this guy was like, wait a minute. No. I have an idea. Most of the... Most of these uh, penises are super funny. Some are really strange. Others are awfully filthy from sitting on the industrial shelves of a dildo manufacturer for 40-odd years. Oh, so he got like a... He got them from like a... Uh, so these are like casts? Casts, yeah. So they're, so it's not really fair to say these are dildos. Yeah, molds. These are molds. Say molds. These are dildo molds. The penises look nice. They look great. Very thick. Very thick penises. Oh yeah. And rigid? Boy. I mean I'm I'm big. Probably way too big for any Well and like, I'm suit like way big. I'm noticing uh, a distinct lack of uncut versions. It seems like they're all cut. So not that it matters. Just a lot of these penises are six, seven inches long. Think that yeah. I mean, fantasy land. Or these something? are just yeah. These are just the molds. I think maybe they were just to scale. I, I think, I think maybe you could have just let these get recycled, and it wouldn't have been that big of a loss. I think it's okay to. I mean, maybe make the next generation of dildos from these. You My know. first thought was to create a Zen garden bursting with mushroom heads. A local Facebook foraging group could not identify the mushrooms I posted. He's a cut up. You posted these on a uh, Facebook group. The chat group exploded before admin kicked me out of the group. I tried Etsy and sold several as Zen Garden dicks. Again, I had some fun with it before some folks found them too crazy for Etsy. Apparently, the dicks made it on Etsy's front page for most <sighs> views. They suspended my account. What is it? Th what is it about this, Mike, that doesn't hit for me? Because do I like weird? Art, yeah, I do. I think weird art can be pretty cool. I like, and I like sort of um, pr pretty harmless trolling of messing around with a with a Facebook page about mushroom foraging. I mean, I think that sounds like it might be funny if it, if done the right way. Well, so what is it about this that makes me roll my eyes? Is it just because this guy had no ideas and said I will do a Trump thing? I just yeah, probably probably that probably not even the fact that he's uh concrete in his convictions probably the fact that he was a spur of the moment thing and just the 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 overall impotent uh fucking ironically yeah <laughs> the fucking the the thought of saying like oh this is how we this is how i'm gonna make a stand or something like that who gives a fucking shit bro and, and it, i mean meanwhile yeah the entire world is <laughs> yeah fucking on fire or whatever
Not that an artist should fucking take up a gun and start marching on Washington or whatever. But, I just, but, but this, but, but I just, but to make the fucking big dildo thing. I mean, this is this is so weak to me, man. Forty bucks, you get updates, you get a voice. Uh, it says you'll have a voice on where the Trump twenty twenty monument will travel, and for the final resting location, which by the way will be a dumpster. Um, yeah, just a dump. It says USA or Mexican side, or is it sent to Moscow? No, it will not be. Stupid. I'm guessing it's extremely heavy, so you'll you'll not be sending this basically anywhere. I bet coincidentally it will be in the like the art space downtown of wherever whatever city you live in would be my guess. Send it send it right to Putin's front door. Yeah. Here you go from Uncle Sam. See. Sock in the nose. <laughs> that would be very funny. For 10000 bucks, Mike, you can get your portrait in dildos. So even though sort of the main conceit of this is that Trump is a dildo, and we're going to show that by making a portrait of him with dildos, you can also have that done to yourself for a lot of money. The ultimate disrespect now done to you for the low, low price of five figures. I don't know if cool. that really... I don't think that tracks. Um, but you can also get a print of the art, um, which I would say, again, if... And this is just... I think this is uh, emblematic of a lot of the stuff, a lot of the Trump, anti-Trump art that we see on Kickstarter, but certainly everywhere else in the world of like these very low-level grifts or low-energy ideas or whatever, which is, you know, at the end of the day, you have developed a piece of art that is essentially just this guy's face and name. And it's only bad to me because I think he's bad, but you're asking me to hang it up in my home or display it somehow and basically invite confusion as to whether or not I think he is good, which seems like it would be at cross purposes to what my intention would be in this statement. Right. But you'd you'd think you'd want it maybe like a clear, (laughs) A clear statement here about yeah, yeah. which side you're on. Even you know what? Even make it corny. Make it corny. Make it obvious. Make it completely unsubtle. Make it you know. Don't even draw it that good. But at least have it like clear. If you're saying you like the guy, make it clear that you're liking the guy. If you don't like the guy, make it clear you're not liking the guy. Because I don't even think. I think Trump being made out of dildos is that. Is that, like, supposed to read as bad? And if so, can you explain that in a way that makes sense to anyone? Artist, man. Yeah. You're right up there with the Australians, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. How much does it make? Uh, 43.59 of 75K. 75K for what? I don't know. Gluing some metal dildos? Did he already... Is he in Hawk on the dildos? What is the... I don't know what the situation is. It's just for... Yeah. I have no idea. Well... Best of luck on that. Um, I'm going to do one. Mike, if you don't mind, let me grab that mic for a second. I'm going to talk about... Hey, hands off. No, I'm grabbing... Hey, I'm grabbing you. I'm grabbing some of your special spots. I'm grabbing your... What's some place you'd really hate it if I freaking grabbed? I'm (sighs) grabbing your... uh... Tickle me in the ribs. I would hate that. Are you a tickle guy? I'd I'd pee my pants, and we wouldn't want that. Wink. Or would we? <laughs> I'm doing the agal fa- ah. <laughs> Whenever I hear Mike pissing himself, I go. Ah. 
for some reason. Let's talk about Play-Doh Incorporated. You've heard of Play-Doh, the famous dead guy. Now let's talk about there's an app also as well with the name. It's called Play-Doh Incorporated. We're putting the power of your image back into your pocket. Mike, how many times have I said this to you? This actually may be my next catchphrase. Those who tell stories rule society. Yeah, you're always saying that fucking shit. And then you follow it up by saying, this is for those storytellers. And I'm like, well, this? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm just sort of, I guess, spitballing you trail at that off. Point. Just um, fucking laying on the ground. Folks, we've got another social media platform uh, with which we can finally create our revolution. It's time to make social media worthy again. And, and just a quick note, maybe do make social media worthy again in red uh, on a red hat, like white font. That could be there kind of... There you go. There you go. Social media has steadily insinuated itself into political matters, the workplace, and even home life. Social media today is no longer a utility. It's a lifestyle. Can you tell by he, listening to this that the person writing it is very young and dumb? Yeah. There's a certain yeah. there's a certain voice that like <laughs> that people between the ages of 15 and like 25 have. And not all of them, but real dumb ones that like the sound of their own voice or or, or have like Hairbrained ideas. They write in this very specific style. It's, it's it's the it's the it's the guy you think it would be. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Who's that? Who's that guy who yeah uh, got up in the face of the Native American guy and then got like a billion dollars because he was yeah. like, traumatized. Yeah. Well, the year is t- uh, 2050. President TikTok has just left office, and President uh, <laughs> got in the face of some guy is now taking the reins <laughs> of the whatever the fuck. Um. Censorship isn't the issue. Oh, I love this. Censorship isn't the issue. Forgetting why social media was born is the issue. Mm, this, okay. whole, this whole fucking page is the, is the big brain, cosmic brain, universal brain meme just stacked on top of each other with these varying levels of very stupid uh, con- conceptual ideas that this kid is having. Social media today has steadily began forcing users into a sensationalized publishing media environment, word salad. Because of this, people have become more and more vulnerable to harmful propaganda and dangerous influence campaigns. Okay, that at least tracks a little bit. Um, It started as a mere outlet to connect family and friends with one another. Nowadays, doing the fist pump for nowadays. However, it has transformed into an entirely separate marketplace. Because of this, social media in general has turned into a toxic, commercialized landscape. Uh, goes on to say that, um, of course, um, we, there have been dangerous precedents enacted. Uh, the future of social media is at stake. It could become detrimental to society at large. Okay. Um, I found this guy's Twitter. July 16th, he said, I don't give a damn if you're broke right now. If you haven't invested in Bitcoin yet, then what are you waiting for? (sighs) Simply put, if you invest in this cryptocurrency in about 10 years, it'll be the best decision you could possibly make. All right. That's cool. And then he says, people who advocate to raise the minimum wage have no knowledge on even the fundamentals of basic economics. What? Our leaders should stop worrying about spewing this craziness to get votes and start worrying about the national debt. <laughs> one day put us in an economic crisis. Ah, how old is this guy? He looks like he's about 19. 
I mean, yeah, he's right. He's right around there. I'm 19. Yeah. I'm very worried about the national debt. I keep the national debt clock in my room. I'm age 19. <laughs> and you know what? That's actually the only age that you could say that and believe it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know? It's funny. That, finance, bro. It's really funny that you're concerned with it. But at least I get like, oh, you're young and you don't get it. So that's, you know what? I'll give you a few years and maybe you'll grow out of, of that. It's the 70-year-old guys that I guess are the real problem. But... Uh, he goes on to say, social media has bought out far too many souls, uh, and this is because FaceApp bought or Facebook bought WhatsApp. Um, followers and likes have become detrimental to mental health. Um, this guy's upset that his selfies weren't getting enough likes. Um, who he looks like? He looks like uh, I already looks know like that guy. Yep. Who is it? Who is that guy? He looks like Jacob Wool. Yeah, he does. He looks exactly like fucking Jacob Wool, man. And play that video of him talking. Okay. Hey, what's up? My name is Jared McClung Lester, and I am the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Plato. Compared <laughs> to other social media platforms that are already out there, Plato is very unique. We don't believe in censorship, not because we are like bad people or something, but it's because we believe if we don't censor or we have limited censorship, then the best ideas will ultimately win, and the bad ideas will be tossed out the window and no one will ever have to care about them again. I mean, what the fuck does that? What the fuck does that mean? No, Can you no. maybe write something before you fucking turn the camera on? You mm, fucking asshole! It means nothing, and I mean, I guess it does kind of go against what the whole screed is here about, for instance, Facebook. If Facebook is a giant of censorship, and not censoring will lead to the best ideas, why is it? Why is it? Why is it that what Facebook's doing is so? Facebook is censoring the bad ideas, and that's bad because then the bad ideas do win or they don't win. Which one's winning on Facebook right now? It stifles competition for the idea. That marketplace of ideas. Right. This guy. This guy has like a libertarian vibes. That's what time. it is. Yeah, he's a young libertarian for sure. Um. Censorship gives more attention to ideas that were meant to be forgotten. Think about it. It's human nature to want to see what is against the rules or terms. Now, this is the part that kind of explains his philosophy on censorship. And um, if you've paid any attention at all to it, you'll immediately see why it's so stupid. He says, for example, when Alex Jones was banned from virtually every social media platform for spewing his conspiracy theories, his podcast and website audience grew exponentially. No, it didn't. Um... Yeah, it did not. It didn't. It didn't at all. Uh, he says, "Why? Because when his content was banned, many conspiracy-minded people were convinced that his ideas and thoughts must have contained some sort of value, since the executive blah blah. You know, the conspiracy-minded people that weren't already watching Alex Jones. Yeah, people just got really turned on to Alex Jones after that happened. Well, hey, we don't want this guy on our platform. And yeah, come on, that <laughs> you deplatform guys like that, and they they go away just like the yeah." Milo guy who's now complaining that he's fucking broke. Right. Um, all these guys. And the aforementioned Jacob Wall will eventually do the same thing, but you can't keep having him on and talking to him. Uh, you can't keep posting the stuff that he does and reporting on his news conferences and all this other kind of shit. That's not helping. That's that's what he does to fucking you get the attention. Have... No, no, no. I disagree. You gotta have guys with opposing <laughs> views on so... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you got, uh, well, hang on. Let me figure In, in order to, uh, yeah. <laughs> debate me. My new catchphrase? Debate yeah. me, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the no censorship social networking platform Parler claims to be unbiased, but that's not the case whatsoever. Instead, it's merely a right-wing think tank. For example, directly after you join Parler as a user, it suggests you follow people such as Rand Paul, Rudy Giuliani, Ted Cruz, Devin Nunez, Candace Owens, etc. At Plato, we don't have a problem with these people. However, we do have a problem with the fact that all of those people are right-wing political voices. That's not unbiased. Oh, damn. So this guy's actually, he's right. You know what? He's right down the middle. He's also talking about me, we, which I I don't know what that is. So, um, they, uh, they've got all this kind of cool shit on here. Live streaming, a better algorithm. I'm sure it'll be completely unbiased. Um, tails. I don't know what that is. Blasts. Some new thing they came up with. Um, and for 50 bucks, you can get weekly SMS updates. The best way to read an update, right? In your text messaging app, um, that's where I love to read all my updates. Just text them to me, honestly. I'll just be in there all day reading texts. So, then for seventy-five bucks, you get the T-shirt and the coffee mug. Five hundred bucks, you get inside access with Plato, the thing that will not even be um, on anyone's tongue uh, seventeen days from now because it's got three backers and twelve dollars total from those backers. So, it's gone. It's actually gone now, so. There you go. That's Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Yep. Well, that was wonderful, JF. Uh, this is called the Lunch Keeper. Chill and reheat your lunch at your desk. No need to go out for lunch in the pandemic. Keep calm and, and lunch on. Your... Keep calm and lunch on. What do you think? <laughs> That's a good fucking catchphrase. That's not bad, right? <laughs> having having worked in offices all my life as an engineer, I sometimes brought my lunch to avoid the hassle, time, and expense of going out to lunch. One of the best things about fucking working in an office is leaving the office and going to lunch yeah. and taking a long ass lunch. That's correct. And also, and then when, and, wait, sorry, can I just one more thing about yeah. leaving the office yeah. and going to lunch? Can I just say what the other best part of that is? Um, drinking at lunch insanely good yeah. and then you come back from lunch and you get high in the server room that's what you're supposed to do that's not even related to lunch i found the quiet time restful and a good time to think or even nap <laughs> this eventually became my usual practice as did many others i found what does that mean this became my usual practice as did many others i i mean he's kind of sounds like he's talking about what you're talking about actually the only downside was bringing a meal, usually leftovers, that required refrigeration. Our office didn't allow mini fridges. They took up too much floor space and ran continuously using power. What kind of fucking place are you working at that you can't have a fucking fridge? It says he's a re- got to mind the, the power. He's a retired mechanical engineer. He used to work at Rice University. I think this guy is like a legitimate guy. Most of the guys doing this are like, I sketched something on a fucking bar napkin yeah, I'm just saying his fucking lunch shit is fucked. It's, his work environment sucks. If he worked at a university and couldn't have a mini fridge, you can't fucking. You can just go to the cafeteria. You work at a university. That's I'm true. Kidding, but I'm not. This guy's life is a mystery. To we me. can't. This is this is this is what this is what my therapist tells me, Mike. All we can do and all we're responsible for is our own lunch burdens. We can't put everyone else's lunch into yeah. our bag and carry it around. Because what happens, Mike? The bag's too heavy with other people's lunches, right? And then there's no more room for our own lunch. Okay? 
and that's you should be a you should be a therapist. <laughs> I miss my therapist, man. She had some fucking stupid shoes. She wore like some lunch lady shoes. She had bad teeth, but she was a sweetheart. I love her so much. <laughs> um, she said that he says the only that's option really was nice, the stash. Mike. You know what? She'd probably love to hear from you, and she might even like to hear that. Well, I doubt she listens to the show. So I'm <laughs> safe saying, no, she was cool as fuck, man. She was like. You ever heard of psilocybin? And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Talking about, like, microdosing and shit. She was cool as fuck. Yeah. She hated Trump and stuff, so we we didn't have sex. I know that's what you're wondering. Nope. didn't Did not cross my mind at all. I think that would be a gross violation of... I mean, it'd be gross anyway. <laughs> the only option was to stash my lunch in the company fridge and subsequently heat it in the company microwave, both of which are often full and, well, unappetizing. Okay. So I'm retired now and usually prep my lunch for my wife who's still working. And I was thinking that after the COVID-19 pandemic wanes and people start returning to work again, more people than ever will be bringing their lunches and these concerns will be greater than ever before. So he came up with this uh, desktop appliance called the uh, Lunch Keeper, JF. I think that so. that feels like the sword I'm wielding in our Lord of the Rings parody that we eventually yeah, do on here when lunch we run out of ideas. Lunch keeper. <laughs> now it's you time play to swear that video at the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lunch keeper, here we go. As the world emerges from the 2020 pandemic and returns to work, many workers will hesitate to return to the pleasure of dining out for lunch and instead bring a meal from home. Before the pandemic, the usual option was to stash their lunch in a company fridge and later reheat it in the company microwave. Well, now there's a better option. Now that's funny. He got the notification in there. He got an email on his uh, (laughs) desktop. uh, Just so people know that it's not us, I'm going to hit it again. Fridge and later reheat it in the company microwave. Well, now there's a better (laughs) option. Introducing the lunch keeper. This desktop appliance will both refrigerate your meal and then reheat it at lunchtime. When arriving at work, simply put your meal in the lunch keeper, set it to chill, and the lunch keeper's thermoelectric chiller will cool down to refrigerator temperature in minutes. When lunchtime arrives, if your food needs reheating, remove any coverings from the food, set it to heat, and the lunch keeper's microwave will heat it to your desired warmness in minutes. Then you can enjoy your lunch in quiet at your desk. Do you see what the lunch is right there? It's very funny. What is it? It's like I can't see. It looks Spaghetti-os like spaghettios on top of a fish. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it looks like like pretzel <laughs> ring sitting on top like a like a burger. I don't know what it is. It looks absolutely disgusting in a clear glass container. Some noodles, yeah. Um so The thing about this that's different is it's not, and I guess I don't know enough about, I'm going to guess at how a refrigerator works, so be patient with me. I'm not an engineer. I'm going to take a stab at how does a refrigerator work. Here we go. So the refrigerator is, it's it's got some kind of, uh, it's got some kind of, it's got some kind of coolant in it, I think, and basically what it does is the refrigerant goes through these tubes and there's a compressor what does the compressor do i think the compressor is the thing that pumps the refrigerant through 
the tubes. And the refrigerant is important because it's a material that, it's a chemical that is, it can go below the freezing point of water and still be liquid. So it can still move around the back casing of the refrigerator. And then there's, there must be like fans in the refrigerator that pull the air out and then, and then it goes over the refrigerant tubes and then it's pumped back into the refrigerator and it's colder. That's probably, that's pretty close to how it works, right? Probably. We don't know how most, we don't know how most appliances work. They just, we just know that they work. Electricity itself is a mystery still to this day. I could never, I could never explain that. But I think I, I think I got really close there. But this is different. This does not have that system, right? It's got a thermoelectric cooler and it's got, I, 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 it looks like a fucking case fan for a computer sitting on top of a radiator. Which I guess maybe that is what it is. It says it only costs him a hundred bucks, and that isn't—that's not like the price of anything. You can't get a microwave for that little, can you? A, a microwave for a hundred bucks? Probably not. I would say no. I don't think I'll you can. I don't even. I, now I definitely don't know what a microwave does. There's a magnet in there. I don't know. Yeah, there's a magnet. Hundred. Yeah, you can get a microwave for a hundred bucks. Toshiba microwave oven. But not a nineteen. Toshiba eighty nine. Definitely not one with a refrigerator in it. Also, though. No, not at all. I think this is a first. This is a microwave refrigerator combo first here. The buttons on the outside, you can see they say like, uh, what do they say? Cool. Add add thirty seconds. Heat. Start. Stop. It goes on your desk at work. The idea being that uh, everyone is going back to work. Nobody wants to go out to the restaurant. So everybody wants to sit at their desk. And you can have this at your desk somehow. That's the one thing I keep coming back to. Aside from, I'm, I'm going to trust the mechanical engineer that he's figured out a way to shove a microwave in a refrigerator inside a box and sell it and make money from it and all that other stuff. For some reason... Something that no one else has ever attempted. This guy d- did it because he was tired of making his wife's lunch or whatever. Um, I don't know that I understand what the reason would be that you would have this at your desk and could not have the other thing at your desk. Right? Just like a little a mini fridge and a small microwave. Two things that do what they are supposed to do well enough on their own that they can be separate and not even yeah. that much bigger. Reinventing the wheel here for some reason. I mean, also a mini fridge, you could stuff like, you can stuff anything in there. You could, you bring your lunch to work, sure, but you can also have a bunch of drinks in there, like a Capri Sun. You could have a bunch of Capri Suns in there if you wanted. You could put like a popsicle in the little freezer component if it has one. <laughs> Is that what you eat? Is that the stuff you eat for lunch? Uh, yeah, when I'm packing my lunch, I got to make space for three Capri Suns, uh, one Otter Pop. I can cut it in half, but I have to refreeze it so it seals on the bottom and does not drip. <laughs> other than that, yeah, just a lot of fructose. A, pop, a popsicle and some juice. That's why when you see me in the middle of the day, do you ever notice that my lips are like really orange? Yeah, you have a blue tongue. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, the Lunch Keeper, a $1 of $99,000, 23 days to go. That's too bad. Um, that is a lot of money. Jesus Christ. How much does he want? Okay. Uh, priority phase two um, for 50 bucks. 
you can be invited to the next phase, which will provide tangible rewards. Okay, so 50 bucks kind of gets you in the lotto for if this old timer keeps whacking at this thing in his garage long enough, maybe you'll get something later on. Or not. So, that's kind of cool. Lunchkeeper. Whatever. Mike, my last one. I dare say we've saved the best for last. If you've fallen asleep listening to the show, kind of a long episode this week. If you've fallen asleep listening to this week's show, no hard feelings, but now it's time to wake the fuck up because you're going to want to hear from this. Mike, this is Church Dog. I'm Kim Hawk, and I am here with the Church Dog family. We are filming in the town that Disney built called Celebration Florida, which we all live here. It's this adorable little dog, and it's based on a real dog here in Celebration. And he was born into Pastor's family, and he used to bring him to church when he was only about eight weeks old. People were fascinated that this adorable little puppy was just sitting in church, listening to the sermon. He would bark along with the choir. When Pastor asked for an amen, he would bark, and he would greet people. So he affectionately got known as the church dog. And so I had an idea about writing the book, and... He comes from heaven in in the story. I mean, are you already just... Yes. Are you just in love with this church dog already? I'm loving it already. Loving it already. The fact that this is in the, the, the fake company town that Disney started in Celebration. Uh, yeah, that was... So that... For, I mean, great detail. Right off the bat. <laughs> Somebody brings their fucking any, dog to church? Is there any fucking place weirder than that fucking Florida down there with all those goddamn... Trump people and yeah, oh, Disney yeah. people and all the, those uh, fucking people together. God damn. Now Clearwater, Florida, Scientologist stuff, all that shit down there. There are some enclaves in Florida that I think go toe-to-toe with pretty much anywhere in the world as far as freak density. And don't even get me started on Florida Man. Oh, boy. Here we go. Now I've gone down. Don't even the- get me started. My, Florida man. Mike, my Google foo may be rusty, but I think I'm about to jump down a Wikipedia <laughs> hole on Florida man and really get lost. I click on some weird stuff on there. Um, yeah, so I don't even like, I don't even like church that much, but I do think if someone brought a dog to church and the pastor was like, "Can I get an amen?" and the dog was like, "Rah." I think I would say everybody's laughing and isn't that cute? Like I'm trying to worship that, the Lord. That is this kind of saccharine sweet uh, type of life that I do not like at all. Right. Somebody, somebody, uh, somebody looking at a dog and enjoying its antics, or somebody looking at a small child and and finding like pleasure in that. Like, uh, right. Just uh, don't bring that around me. I don't like it. The don't don't be happy around me. All right, buddy. <laughs> that have you noticed? That's why I never am. <laughs> Um, what is the one, uh, I just thought of, uh, I just thought of something that, so you're right. Um, that is the bad, that, that is the kind of life that I can't really relate to or envy in any way. I'm trying to think of there. I read an interview one time with somebody and I'm, and I'm trying to remember who it was and I can't remember who it was now. Um, it's not Mads Mickelson. It's another guy who's kind of like him. Oh, it's I know who it was. It's Vigo Mortensen. Mm. I read an interview with Vigo Mortensen. Let me see if I can find this. He's a cool guy, huh? 
Yeah, he seems he's like a, a cool he's guy. He's a swell guy. Damn, did I read this shit fucking four years ago? Fuck me. Okay. This is uh, this is an article in Esquire from May of 2016 with Vigo Mortensen. And this is... I remember this being good at the time. Maybe it's not good. I don't know. I remember this being really good at the time. And the whole interview is about how it's like uh, his dad's dead. He smokes a lot and drinks a lot of black coffee He's just fucking driving around in this car. He seems to know people and says hello to them. How how's your family? Whatever. And then he just then he just goes around and is like just sitting like in a black t shirt, like in his house or whatever. But God seems dude, content he's handsome, with it. Huh? But yeah, he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. But that's the kind of contentedness that I that I think seems good. The kind of the kind of guy who's like yeah, this shit, this whole shit sucks, but I guess I'll keep doing it. That is the kind of, like, zen that I think is appealing. Not the, I live in Disney World, and I can't wait to, when the new thing comes out, and I get to buy it, and I'm in line, and... Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm Just, painting my, my room pink this weekend because there, I want to put more Mickeys in it, or I, whatever that is. I can't, I can't do that. This one's good, though. This is a good interview, I think. Read it. And he's also dressed in, like, $2,000 worth of clothes, which... Yeah, that's the problem, right? You want enough money to where you never have any other problems. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody's trying to get to. There's but the like, rub. <laughs> I just want enough money to everybody uh, give everybody in my life some money, and then I would fuck off somewhere in the woods, and I would do exactly what he's doing, wearing these nice linen shirts, and I would probably look exactly as good as he does. Yeah. And is exactly as ruggedly handsome as he does in my uh, That's cabin right. in the woods alone. And plus, you'd be interviewed as well because people would be interested in you and your life, and yeah. that would also like feed your ego in a way that you kind of need to keep going. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he has this supernatural eyes that allow him to see people the way Jesus sees them. Well, we want to make Church Dog relevant, and so we've created scenarios where he might experience the loss of a grandparent or he's being bullied at school, or he's in a fearful storm, or gets lost. Different situations that children could identify with, and so they get carried along with the story in Church Dog shows throughout the entire journey, how God is available, how God cares about us, how God will always be with us. And, and so we just want to get that message out to everybody. book is already written and when we turned the manuscript in an executive at Disney's animation studios found us a fantastic illustrator the illustrations the book printing the plush if you scroll up just a little bit more you'll see this adorable little companion plush that we're gonna have available and we want this available with the book and the plush in time for the holidays because what a fantastic holiday in time for the holidays another signifier of yeah things I don't fuck with <laughs> If someone says that, I'm out. I don't need to hear in time for the holidays, you know? Um, this dog is ugly. It sounds like the dog it's based on was really annoying and disrespectful. Um, it sounds like the people who created it are fucking bizarre. Um, now, now, this is an interesting part of the bio here. Tracy Mattis has been a part of the Olympic family for more than 25 years. 
When I first read that, it didn't scan to me as being anything of note, but I continue. Her passion has always been to share the values of sport with young children. Mattis was director of global programs for the World Olympians Association and served in nine Olympic Games in various capacities within the organization. So she's she fucking did the Olympics. Oh, yeah. The Olympics is like the worst thing in the world. It sucks. And that's a whole didn't other... Make it, didn't make it, didn't make the tryouts, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. I was, I was, I was doing, <laughs> what, what, could, what could I be doing? A hundred meter podcasting. <laughs> you know, you're at the pod, whatever. Holy shit. I just got an idea. Okay. Podcast Olympics. And then we get all the podcasts, guys. And we have a bunch of and events. Gals. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and we have a bunch of events. <laughs> Church dog. Yeah. We should nine hundred and eleven dollars. We should oh, do that though. Some of the twenty two thousand dollar goal. Twelve backers, twenty nine days to go. So many pictures of this ugly ass dog. Hey. What is it? A Bichon phrase? What is this? What type of dog is this? That's an that's an excellent guess. Yeah. That's probably right. Twenty two thousand dollars for we just had my dog can preach, and now we've got church dog. Is there fucking? Is there something going on that I'm not aware is there of? Something, yes. What the fuck's happening here? Is this like a part of? And that that one was in Houston, <laughs> and this one is in Celebration, Florida. I mean, that right there, two fucking beacons of light in a dark world, Houston and Celebration, Florida. Jesus, that's so funny, man. They're in this little conference room with the shit on the uh, trying to get our dog book. Yeah, we got to get money for our dog book about the Lord. Look at look that at sucks. look at the shit. Look at this shit. The ugly ass brass fucking Ble- blessed table yep. uh placemat. The fake flowers. Everything about Nasty. this. Just the 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 rent yeah, just very the Florida, man. Yeah. It's Florida. The guy the guy's shirt. Look at the guy's fucking shirt. <sighs> yeah. Big floral hobby lobby ass shirt. button up shirt. All right. It is. That's that's what it is, right? That's the that's the vibe. That's a Hobby Lobby fake plant mm-hmm. vibe. That's the floor. That's the the celebration Florida to me. Yep. Yeah. Wild. Um, nine hundred eleven of twenty two thousand dollars. Twelve backers. Twenty nine days to go. Um, let's see. What do you get? Fifteen bucks. You get some church dog hand sanitizer and COVID mask. That's fucking dark. I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> I don't want. I can't. I'm not gonna do that. That's so good. Yeah, thirty bucks. You get a church the dog hardcover book and pop socket for your phone. That's so fucking stupid. Is it? You can't put anything else on your pop socket. Put your fucking social security number on your pop socket. Put something this other is my than church dog pop socket. This is a dog I heard about one time. Hey, shut stupid. the fuck up. Jesus Christ! All right, that's the six pack, Mike. Let's read a couple emails and get out of here. You're gonna wanna contact YKS. You're gonna wanna talk to Mike and JF. You're gonna wanna call 802-359-PISS. Send them something at their mailing address. 544 West Main Street, 209 Gallatin. Tennessee, 370 They got a Gmail. It's the name of the ship. Twitter's at your Kickstarter, and that's it. You're gonna wanna contact YKS. You're gonna wanna let them know you exist. Leave a little message for Mike and JF. Okay, Mike, that's where you come in, the listener. Uh, Thanks for all the emails, voicemails, and stuff to the PU box as well. It's the end of the month, so 
We'll be recording our big mailbag episode for the Squeeze Louise tier. You can hear that, of course, on Patreon. Mike, James writes, Hey guys, love the pod. Just thought I'd let you know I did a cheeky little fart by myself while listening. And then I heard JF go, what was that? And DB say, fart. It was a fart noise. So you boys really pulled a good prank on me. You got me. I got to give it to you. Sorry, I farted. That's pretty cool. So you made a fart noise right when somebody <laughs> farted. Is that not? I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's that, pretty cool. Do you have a fart that's noise? That's pretty cool. Do you have one queued I up? I don't. I was just looking. I took it off to, to replace it with something else. So I don't have a fart noise. The fucking, what do you take the fart noise off for? Moonlight Sonata? Why would you take? Why would you ever take the fart noise off? Because it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very good fart, so I wanted like a better fart. I have the Dukeyless thing queued up. Could I do that, and then maybe that will sync with somebody farting? Yeah, if you got a fart, just go ahead and push, and Jesse will push the button right now. Oh, sorry, I didn't hit it. So sorry if you yeah. just wasted that fart. Hang, I hope you had a backup fart. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right. There you go. There you go. Got it out of your system. You feel better? Oh, it's so stinky. It makes me want to do the agile face. <laughs> Pat writes, hey, Mike, JF, I was recently listening to episode 102, and JF was complaining that there are no good short types and said that rather than buying a new pair of shorts for a trip to L.A., he was going to wear jeans the whole time. I was curious as to whether JF has solved the shorts issue has found a new style or succumbed to a bad short style due to necessity. Would also love to hear Mike's opinion about shorts. You guys, we got shorts? You got shorts type? You going to LA? What's this? You can tell me about it. Uh, Mike, this is episode 102. This was a year ago. Um, <laughs> I didn't really solve this problem. I didn't crack this nut. I'm still, if I'm wearing shorts, I'm on gym shorts um, basketball shorts, basically. Sandler All... mode. Well, see, that's what's interesting is the I feel like the shorts dialogue has has really changed. I feel like the conversation around shorts has changed now. Now they're saying you got to get the shorts above the knee. You can't wear cargo shorts. These these women, you know, they're saying don't wear stuff. Don't let let guys wear whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Okay? Hey. Men never that? told women what to wear, okay? Now it's time for us to be given the same respect. <laughs> um, I uh, I can remember definitely. Do you remember, what was the test in school for girl shorts? I believe it was the width of a dollar bill above the knee was too much. That's strange. Uh, it was like the fingertip length, I think, of skirts or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So but people yeah. have different length arms. That's immediate. That's right yeah. out the window. Yeah. What if you had like a T Rex arm? That's what know, I'm saying. Yeah. What if your fucking cooter hanging out? Oh, so I can. Oh, this shit. is not against the rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tiny ass arm. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> scam for someone to pull if they had very short arms, were not embarrassed and of a, showing their genitals at school. Yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, yeah. And they had a problem. Well, you wouldn't want to do that at school because kids there. So I guess it invites some other issues. Besides just the fingertip link thing. I, so I, I, I guess I need to get into these shorter shorts for men, like bike shorts. I don't know what they are. I'm not going to wear. I would, I would love to see you gussied up in some nice, some nice. Uh, what is it? I don't even know. H&M type uh, short shorts. Is it like, I would love to see you. Is it like culottes? Is that, is that what, what do you, what are they called? 
don't what are the short know. shorts? Just men's shorts. That's just what they are now, just shorts. Just men's shorts. Okay. H&M shorts. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. Men's shorts. They're supposed to be five and a, five and a half inches long is what they're supposed to be, right? Ugh. These shorts all suck. Yeah. That's what I'm Nasty. saying. That's what I'm saying. Shorts are so... They're not good, dude. I don't... Yeah. So no, Nobody I wore, wants to see your fucking nasty knees anyway. I wore yeah my fat legs. My knees suck. I wore I've just wore jeans. I wear jeans. I wear um, Adidas Tiros. I've got just got a new color of the Tiros in that matches some other of my shirts. They're sort of a robin's egg blue. And are they warmer than shorts? I don't know, but they look pretty fucking good. So that's you know that's all I got. I don't know. I'm just some dumbass. I don't know what to Can't wear. Can't wait for fucking jacket weather. It's going to be so nice. That's your season right there. That's what you like. Love it. Love it. It, it should be it should be one temperature all the time. Not what? too hot, not too cool, but it also could should rain sometimes maybe. Okay, what's your temp pick? I want to hear this. I'm interested to hear what your temperature pick is. Chilly, but not too chilly. You know, not like put a number oh, on I it. Should have put a number on. It. I don't, I don't, I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with numbers. I can't do it. <laughs> put a fucking number on it. Sixty-eight, sixty-nine. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's, that's good. chilly, but not too bad. I would have said seventy. That's nice. Yeah. Um, whatever. So far, uh, I'm still looking for the perfect short. Uh, this is the one that I've come up with that is actually uh, my favorite one. I'm gonna pull it up right now. We'll just. Here we go. I was on the train about three weeks ago. This black guy goes to get on the train, right? And the door's like closed on him. There's like 20 people watching and nobody helps. They're just like, wow, I think it's gonna cut his arm off. The conductor comes out and starts giving him shit. Come on, buddy, let's go! What the f are you yelling at me for? And he makes it racial. He's like, what, no white people ever got stuck in these doors? He goes, I bet you wouldn't say shit to these crack ass motherfuckers over here. It was like me and three other white dudes sitting there. And after like the third or fourth cracker ass motherfucker, we kind of start like looking at each other like, dude, should we not be getting offended at this point? I can literally feel the heat from his fingers. He's going, cracker ass motherfucker. Somebody should do something. But you know what? We just sat there and took it. That's what sucks about being white in that situation. There's no unity. Brothers, when it comes to white people, it's like that's not my brother. My brother lives in Ohio. I don't know that guy. What's a cracker? It's the same thing as a hunky. Everyone makes such a big deal about this whole black-white thing. I mean, we get along fine. Think uh, we'll still hang out when we're older? Yeah, we'll be chilling at high school. I'll still have your back, even if I'm the star of the football team and the tough kids are bitching you for your lunch money. There's shorties watching shorties. What the fuck, dude? You remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. Shit, do you think anyone's gonna remember that? I don't think so. No, I think we have to take that out and put something else in. Shorty's watching shorties. Bill Burr, very funny stuff. Bill Burr, so funny. Funny guy. Don't appreciate the cracker comment, though, <laughs> as a white guy. Oh, are you salty about it? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, JF, this is, uh, I only say JF because I know fucking you hate when Mike uh, gets all the attention. So this calls for you, Jesse. Um, just wanted to ask you, uh, what's your what's your fucking problem, man? Like, it's a magic sandwich. It doesn't run out. What the fuck? 
you're interrogating Mike about the fucking sandwich. Like it's, it's a fucking sandwich, man. It's, it's, it's magic. It's always fuck. It. I mean, Jesus Christ. Come on. You know.